me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. You see that? So, it's for his glory. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, Whoso offered praise glorifies me. See? So, how we, we praise him. Number two. God heals the sick and perverse miracles to make himself famous. He does these things to make a name for himself. See, this problem you have, that's why I tell you, man's difficulty is God's opportunity. This problem you have is God's opportunity in your life. It's for you to go to God and say, Father, here is the problem. Here is the issue. And I trust you in the name of Jesus to step in and heal me or deliver me, provide for me, and I vow to give you the glory. He's going to step in. Exodus 9 verse 16. Exodus 9 verse 16. Say, so, but in, for in, indeed, for this purpose I've raised you, I've raised you up, that I may show my power in you, that my name may be declared in all the earth. You see that? NLT, please. See, God is doing this for his fame. He says, I've spared you for a purpose. To show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So when a problem came to you, it looks as though you're going to die. God is going to spare you. So that when they hear your testimony, they know you serve a good God. God does it for his name's sake. To make himself famous. And that's why when God does a miracle for you, don't keep quiet. Testify. Because God likes to look good. Psalm 63 verse 12. Isaiah 63, 12, rather. Isaiah 63, 12. Isaiah 63, 12. It says, Who led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious ham, dividing the water before them to make for himself an everlasting name. So this difficulty you're going through right now, you're going to come out of it. Now, because there's no temptation that is taking as not come unto man, and God not allow you to be tender with something that you cannot handle above what you are able and with the temptation provide a way of escape. So this problem that came to you came around to be a testimony. No, your story won't end like this. This too shall pass. God wants to make a name. See, the devil overplays his hand. See, at the end of the day, the devil will regret he attacked you. Because this challenge you make you. Look at that leper. His story is in the scripture. Look at Jairus' daughter. His name is in the scripture. Look at the woman the issue of blood. His name is in the scripture. So when you have a problem, run to God. Because God will use the problem to glorify himself. Are you all there? To make for himself an everlasting name. When David killed Goliath, God made a name.
God made a name. See, when you know the kind of God we are serving, see, God even said he's, he's jealous. He's, he's, he's a jealous God. See? So, when, when you face the situations, know that God is going to do something for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Let me read you another scripture. Look at just a minute. As I said, 3 verse 14. It says, As a beast goes down into the valley, and the Spirit of the Lord causes him to rest, so you lead your people, watch this, to make yourself a glorious name. So why did God heal that person? To make yourself, look at that man that was talking to the young lady. That he doesn't believe the Bible is the word of God because he had been in pain. And she prayed for him. See? Because when the man received this miracle, God was making himself. You say my Bible is not real. I'm real. See? And that's why you need to take advantage of your problem and the problems of others for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Look at Daniel chapter 9 verse 15. It says, and now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name. I speak over the problem any one of us here is going through. That God will use our situation to make himself a name. To make himself a glorious name. To make himself an everlasting name. Can I get a believing amen? amen? You see, you need to understand this because sometimes we, we feel we are just trapped. No. Man's difficulty is God's opportunity. Jeremiah 32 verse 20. It says, You've set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt to this day and in Israel among other, and among other men. And you have made yourself a name as it is this day. He made himself a name. He made himself famous. He made himself renowned. They thought you were going to die. But you see your children to the fourth generation of Jesus Tyrus. Ken Hagen dedicated his fourth generation in 1996. He dedicated his fourth generation. He went on to be Lord around 2003. That's a boy that, uh, when he was a boy, that he thought he was going to die, cancer of the blood, and, uh, and all kinds of paralysis, and all kinds of sicknesses he had. God used that problem to make himself a name. That's why you need to come to God with that problem. He will use it to make himself a name. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's look at 2 Samuel 7, 23. Who is like your people, like Israel, the, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people and he has done that for us. Look at this. To make himself a name. 
and to do for yourself great and awesome deeds for your land. To do for yourself. Did you see that? To do for yourself great and awesome deeds for your land before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt the nations and their gods. Notice what he did. He did the miracles for himself. So I know that whatever problem you came with today, you're going back home with a testimony. Because God will make himself a name. Number three. To demonstrate the supremacy of his power over the power of the enemy. God does miracles to demonstrate the supremacy of his power over the power of the enemy. Sickness and disease an expression of the power of the devil to control, dominate, or destroy the human body. When a person is sick, the devil is, is controlling the human body, is destroying the human body, or dominating the human body. If you look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, look at this. It says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, watch this, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed. Sickness controls, dominates, and destroys. My servant is lying at home. Not because he wants to be at home. But that young man was saying he was at home and didn't come for service. Why was he at home? He wanted to know sickness was dominating him. And so sickness does. It controls your decision, controls your choices. What you want to do, you cannot do. And it destroys. Sickness steals. In Mark 5 verse 25, the Bible says that a woman, said a woman had a, a flow of blood for 12 years. Next. It says, and has suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Notice she spent all that she had. Sickness stole the money. Controls your decision. Food or medicine. You have to buy food. You have to buy medicine. So God steps in to demonstrate supremacy. Healing is the expression of God's power to restore what the enemy stole or destroyed. Healing is the expression of God's power to restore what the enemy stole or destroyed. See, because to heal is to restore to normalcy. One of the definitions of healing in the Bible is to restore to normalcy or to cure. See, to restore to numb. See, because when a person is sick, or diseased, the word diseased, disease, is on two words, this and is. Alright? This is means distorted is. Because whenever you're sick or diseased, the normal operation of the body has been distorted or disturbed. Am I right? And if you notice, when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, he said, go in peace. See, go in peace. 
and be whole of your plague. Look at Mark 5 verse 34. It says, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Why did he say go in peace? Yeah, because she was afraid at first when he said, who touched me? But whenever a person's really sick, there's a fear of death. So Jesus said, go in peace. Is this helping anybody today? All right, Matthew 10 verse 1. It says, when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits and to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Notice, to heal all kinds. Because sickness is an oppression of the devil. See, when somebody is sick, give me Acts 10 verse 38. When someone is sick, the devil is saying, I'm in control here. It says, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the de- by the devil, for God was with him. Now, the word oppressed there is the word katadunastio. Katadunastio. It means to exercise dominion or power over someone else. So when someone is sick, Satan is saying, I have power over this person. Maybe their legs, maybe their hearts, maybe their kidneys. I have power. And you come there in the name of Jesus and pray for the person to say that God has a greater power. Power, pass, power. So you can see why your healing is important to God. Because God has the opportunity to show off. Is anybody out there? In Mark 3 verse 15. The Bible says it wanted them to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Why? Because we are on a rescue mission. The Lord spoke to me that one of my assignments is a rescue mission. Because people are afflicted with diseases. That's why he sent me. Hallelujah. All right. Look at this very quickly. In Mark 6, 7 to 13. It says, And he called... The twelve to himself began to send him out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Next. And he commanded them. Okay, let's drop down, drop down to 13 because of time. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and what? And healed them. So when we show up, we've come to displace Satan. Are you following me? You are living here better than the way you came. In Luke 9, verse 1 to 6. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. 
See, God has assigned us against Satan. That's why some of you are going through confrontations of hell and discouragements and attacks and some things go wrong in your life because the devil wants you to back off. Ministry is warfare. From the day you got filled with the Holy Spirit, you became a threat to Satan. Because God gave you the power to heal that day. Give me verse 2. It sent and to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Next. Drop down to verse 6 because of time. It says, So the departed I went through the towns, preaching the gospel and what? Healing how? Everywhere. So Jesus is the Lord of everywhere. In Acts 8, 5 to 13, you see a man called Philip who went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Verse 6. The Bible says, And the multitudes with one accord, he did the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Next. It says, For unclean spirits crying out with loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. Next. It says, And there was great joy in that city. Next. It says, Verse 9. But there's a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was a, someone great. Next. It says, To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying that this man is the great power of God. Watch this, verse 11. And they heeded him because he astonished them with sorceries for a long time. They felt this man was a very powerful man. But when they believed Philip was preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, watch this, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Next, verse 13. He said, Then Simon himself also believed, and when he believed and he con- when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, watch this, and was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. The native doctor got born again because of miracles. God demonstrates his supremacy. And Father, it's our prayer that everybody here will live here free of everything that looks like sickness or oppression of the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number four, why does God heal? Because God takes pleasure in healing. He enjoys it. God takes pleasure in doing good. Matthew 8. It should be Matthew 8. BB. And when he had come down from the mountain, great numbers of people came after him next. It says, and the leper came... The leper came and gave, gave him worship. Watch this. Saying, Lord, if it is your pleasure, you have power to make me clean. If it is your pleasure, if you enjoy it, you can heal me. See, God enjoys healing. Look at verse 3. And he put his hand on him saying, it is my pleasure. Be clean. And straight away, it was made clean. I say this to you, it is his pleasure. You are living here without a sickness in your body. You are living here without a pain in your body. You are living here without any part of your body malfunctioning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is always willing to heal. God enjoys, desires, takes pleasure in healing the sick. And liberating the oppressed. 
in Luke 12 verse 32, it's Jesus said, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In Matthew 8, 5 to 8, you notice what happened. That when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully, dreadfully tormented. Next. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. He didn't say, why did you bring him to come and see me? I'm the almighty. You want me to follow you to your house? Before the man asked, said, I desire, I take pleasure in coming to heal him. Child of God, don't beg tonight. Receive. Stop playing on the keyboard, please. He enjoys healing. He hates to see people suffer. I wish I had my prophecy note to read to you what he told me last year. That doesn't like to see people suffer. That he has suffered for them already. Why should they suffer again? God enjoys healing. Let me take one long attack here. God enjoys healing. So I will come and heal him. When the man said, I'm not worried that you should come under my roof, but speak a word. And my son will be, he didn't say, I want to come here telling me what to do again. No. If verse 13 says, as you have believed, so let it be done to you. He enjoys it. How do you want it? Do you want me to touch you? Do you want to touch my garment? How do you want it? By your heads right now. This will be watching Jesus enjoys healing. That healing is more important to God than it is to you. It's for his glory. It's for his glory. It's for his glory. It's for, to, for him to make a name. To demonstrate supremacy. Because he enjoys it. Why does he enjoy it? He gives him glory. He makes a name. And it shows that he's superior. Talk to God. He has already paid for it. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Bill Bulu, 
Yenegua Bios Estate. You can also visit our website at criechurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.